0: Nugget this morning. Are you ready? Most people have uphill hopes. Most people have uphill hopes, but have downhill habits. Think about that one a little bit. You want to change your habits if they're going downhill. Okay, one more time. Most people have uphill hopes, but have downhill habits. Change your habits this year. And if you're going uphill still, change your habit, make it accelerate more to go uphill. Amen? So, Father, we're praising you. We're just giving you thanks for the opportunity, Father God, to hear your word. And I thank you, Lord, that you will anoint that word, Father God, to each individual, Father God to meet them where they're at, to give them greater faith and greater opportunities, Father God, in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We've been talking about faith the last couple of weeks. Okay. God has provided a way whereby everyone can have faith. Let's turn to Romans chapter 12. In Romans chapter 12, Romans chapter 12, looking at verse, pardon me, three, for I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. So each and every one has been given the measure of faith. Glory to God. And how does faith come? Since we're in that neighborhood, go to Romans chapter 10. Verse 17 tells us, So faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. That's Romans 10, 17. Hearing the word of God is essential to getting faith. Faith is the product of the recreated spirit. Glory to God. And let's, you know that I like to travel. So we'll travel back to the Old Testament, find the book of Joshua. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 8: This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate. Therein, day and night, that thou mayest observe to do all according to that is written therein, for thou shalt make thy way prosperous and thou shalt have good success. So, having the word, and if we look at it, like it says, meditate on it when, how often? Day and night. Day and night. Day and day. night and day. They said, there was a song, well, Most of you won't even know about it, so I won't sing it. (laughs) Uh, It went, day and night, you are the one. Jesus is the one. Day and night, we need to meditate. Think about it, amen? So we can have what? Success. If we're looking at the word day and night, we will have success. Glory to God. Meditation, God's word, builds up the inner image that we have of who we are. And who we belong to in Christ Jesus. Amen? Okay, now, let's go. I'm going to have you jumping around again this morning. Get ready. 3rd John. New Testament. 3rd John. 3rd John chapter. 3rd John. Verse 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou may prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. Our health, our wealth, comes because you have a sound mind. That that sound mind only comes through the Word of God. Amen? How wonderful to be blessed by the Word. You get good health, which we all need. Glory to God. It brings you wealth, because as your mind prospers, so does your wealth prosper. So it's a blessing to have the word of God in our lives. We need to have it how often? Day and night. He is the one. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Turn with me now to Hebrews chapter 11. In Hebrews chapter 11. Again, we're looking at faith. Again. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. From the Amplified it reads, Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of those things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Glory to God. Faith. Amen. Is the substance of things hoped for. That's it's we we said that faith grasps into the unreal or the supernatural and draws it back into the natural. Glory to God. Faith is to believe. By continually looking at the word, faith sees the answer and grows and develops in strength. Amen. Faith, again, speaks of sure things. Solid and true. Faith demands results. Faith demands results. Faith-filled words should dominate us. Faithful words dominate the law of sin and death. Faithful words dominate the law of sin and death. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But far too many Christians are looking at things that are seen. They're looking at the symptoms of the conditions, at themselves, so they walk in doubt. And that doubt destroys the effect of your faith. Wrong thinking, wrong believing, and wrong talking will defeat you. Wrong thinking, wrong believing, and wrong talking will defeat you. It means we have to change the way we talk, the way we think, and how we act. Oh, glory to God. Hebrews, are you still there? Back up one chapter. Hebrews chapter 10, looking at verse 38. Now the just shall live by faith. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. From the Amplified it reads, But the just shall live by faith. My righteous servant shall live by his conviction, uh, respecting man's relationship to God and the divine things and the holy fervor, born of faith and conjoined with it. And if he draws back and shrinks in fear, my soul shall have no delight or pleasure in him. So we need to have faith moving constantly. You need to keep your faith moving. To slow down, it's like a, a car or a train. Once you, once you get moving, you have momentum and you can keep on going. It's, how many like to go up the stoplight, driving the car, and you're driving real good and all of a sudden you have to stop. Then, then it turns green, then you have to accelerate. You lost momentum. You know what, you know what happens? That means you run out of gas after a while. But if faith will keep you going on the long run. Remember one of the the conditions of faith? Faith is patience. It will take you on the long journey. And you'll succeed with it. Amen. Glory to God. Real Real faith in the word says that if God says it, it is so. Faith uh, faith says the answer. Faith without works is dead. Oh boy. So confession is the key to unlocking faith. Your confession is the key for unlocking faith. Confession is faith's way of expressing itself. Your confession is a way that faith expresses itself. So how often are you expressing yourself? How often? Or is it minuscule? We need to continue in it to be built up day and night. Joshua said. 3 John 2 says, as your mind prospers, so does everything else. To prosper means you have to continue in it. Confession of the Lordship of Jesus is the very heart of the gospel. Romans 10, looking at verse 10, let's look at it. Oops. I'm in the wrong place. We've got to go to Romans 10. In Romans 10. Look at verse 10. Romans 10, 10. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. So your heart has to be in it. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So we need to speak. You can't be closed-lipped. Amen. Thank you for the amens. Let's go to Matthew chapter 10 now. In Matthew chapter 10, we find something... Matthew chapter 10, looking at verse 32 and 33. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, I will confess also before the Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will also deny before the Father which is in heaven. So we need to speak, speak, have a confession of Jesus. Is Jesus in your heart? We need to confess He is. Amen. Confession, your confession increases your faith if you're doing it right. Your confession increases your faith because you're hearing it spoken out. Faith cometh by what? Hearing and you're speaking your confession. The confession, the believer will, will, you can locate that individual. What, What are they saying? What's that individual saying? If you never hear a word, of, a word of their confession, you don't know where they're at. They say, I go to a church, but you don't hear anything else. Sounds like it's kind of weak. It's just a, what you would call it, a uh, storefront. There's nothing behind it. Your faith should be able to open that storefront door and it should be a warehouse of believing. Anything that you need, you can go in there and grasp. Amen. Glory to God. Now, whatever you compromise, whatever you compromise to keep, you will lose. Whatever you compromise to keep, you will lose. You can't compromise on God's word. You'll lose something. It'll detract. It'll make you lame. And if you don't exercise that faith, you get weaker and weaker until there's not much. And then, and then you won't hear the Lord say, Oh you will hear. I should say, you will hear the Lord say, "O ye of little," you know, all of you said that. I hope you hope you do it the other way. O ye of great faith, Jesus marvelled at people that had great faith. Hmm. Okay, uh, I'm gonna let's go down. <laughs> Let's go back to the uh, New Testament, way back in the New Testament. 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5, looking at verse 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. From the Amplified, it says, For whatever is born of God is victorious over the world, and this victory that conquers the world, even our faith. Your faith overcomes the world. That gives you power. Remember, that's one of the things we talked about last week power to get your victory. Faith has a power to give you victory, but you've got to. Oh, we're saying uh, meditate day and night and all that. Uh, we're gonna uh, let me change it to another uh, scenario. Uh, weightlifter, if he just if he just lifts up ten pounds all the time, he's not. He continues to do. A weightlifter continues to do to do what? Fr- going from ten pounds, he goes to. and then he goes, adds another pretty soon he's lifting up a massive amount this is what our faith needs to do we need to continue in the faith and exercise it If if you don't have faith or strong faith you're going to run into a weight that's too heavy and you're I need prayer for this Well, yeah, you need prayer. You're going to have to ask somebody else to help you out. People should be coming to you. Will you help me? Not you going to them. Help me, help me. Because they know you have faith and, it has, and they have, you have power. and You have demonstrated your faith because things are coming to you. But they're not going to come to you if you're not exercising your faith. You can't, ex- you can't exercise once a week and expect to have faith. Some people think, Oh, well, I'm not going to go there. Pardon me. Okay. <laughs> Real Bible faith is simple. You believe what the Word says. You believe what the Word says. Spiritually, physically, mentally... Financially and socially, your faith will work in those areas. Learn to claim and receive that which you are putting forth. Uh, let's go to 2 Corinthians. All these scriptures we've looked at before, but you need to look at it again. Maybe you want to highlight something in it. Second Corinthians chapter 5. verse 7 it says we for we walk by faith not by sight for we walk by faith and not by sight now the amplified has says it says it's pretty interesting for we walk by faith we regulate our lives and conduct ourselves by the conviction or the belief respecting man's relationship to god and the divine things and trust and the holy fever thus we walk, not by sight or appearance. Wow. We need to walk in the spiritual realm. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So some of the things that you're believing for, you can't see it. In your mind you can, in your heart you can. But in the physical realm, it's not there yet. Faith will bring it into the natural realm. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Some of them need to jump up and down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. We should let the word control us. The word should, or God's word should control us. The word has been given unto us. To straighten out your thinking or our thinking. How are we are going to straighten out our thinking. Let's go to the book back to the book of Romans, chapter 12, once again. Romans chapter 12. We looked at uh, verse 13, but this time we're looking at Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. That's Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. From the Amplified it reads, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you, in view of all the mercies of God, to make a decision... Uh, dedication of your body, presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. Now, verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world or this age, fashioned after and adopted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed, changed, by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideas and its new attitude, new ideas and new attitude, so that you may prove for yourselves what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Even the things which is good and and acceptable and perfect in His sight for you. Glory to God. We need to have... The word working inside us. We need to change our mind. There are some things that uh, I remember, you know, as, as we're young young in the Lord, we read something. How can that be? I could never attain that. Well, um, I was thinking with the reasoning of the world. Now that, I, that I've, I've read the word and begin to understand it and, and grown in it, some of the things I thought were impossible are just easiest pie. Well, maybe not easy as pie. Sometimes you know. It's easy, okay. I'm not gonna use using this illustration. It should be easy for us. Just like writing your own name. You all know how to write your name, don't you? <clears throat> okay. Since, since since we're there, let's go to Romans chapter 13. This will, this will, let we said let the word control us. Romans chapter, Romans chapter 13, looking at verse 14. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. From the Amplified it reads, But clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and make no provisions for indulging the flesh. Put a stop to thinking above, about the evil cravings of your physical nature to gratify its desires and lusts. So we need to put on what the mind of Christ. Glory to God. And make no provisions for the flesh. So don't stop by the donut shop this morning or this afternoon. Okay, let's go. Act on the word. Act on the word. Let's go to the book of Galatians chapter 3 this time. Galatians chapter 3. We need to act on the word. Galatians chapter 3, looking at verse 11. But that no man is justified but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident, for the just shall live by faith. We need to start operating in faith. Amen? Oh, boy. So let's go to the book of James. Right after Hebrews, the book of James, chapter 1. The just shall live by faith, we have found out. Amen? James chapter 1, verse 22 tells us, But be doers of the word, be you doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Verse, uh, verse 22, this is James 1, 22 from the Amplified, But be doers of the word, obey the message, and not merely listeners to it, Betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. So we can't have that. You need to be into the word. We need to have the word foremost in front of us, just as we read in Joshua 1.8. Amen? So we need to be what? Doers of the word. The word tells us to do something. We need to go. Now, faith, your faith. Listen up. Your faith will not work in an unforgiving heart. Your faith will not work in an unforgiving heart. Let's go to Mark chapter 11. In Mark chapter 11. If we we don't forgive, your faith is stopped. Mark chapter 11, verse 25. And when you stand praying, forgive, if you have ought against any, that your Father also, also which is in heaven, may forgive you of your trespass. But, verse 26, but if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespass. So we need to have, what? A forgiving heart. Oh, boy. How many like to carry grudges? Oh boy, none of you are honest out there this morning. How about the person that cut you off in the parking lot? It was your You were waiting there and they just drove right back. You had a grudge, right? None of you just said, thank you, thank you. Boy, I tell you what, you know, they, they, they got on steering wheels, you can buy these things. It has supposed to be a steering wheel and it's supposed to be a gun. And you hit it, you know, it's a machine gun type thing. Uh, Just, you know, get rid of that anger. Because we don't forgive. We get highly motivated when somebody offends us. Oh, some of you. You're so pious out there. I don't know (laughs) Do I have to tell everything on myself all the time? You guys never tell me anything of your dark secrets. <laughs> oh, just repent. There you go. He, quick to repent. There we go. There, there, there's a man uh, after God's own heart. Re- quick to repent. We need to do that. Whatever the cause. You know, I could look back and I could see the person's face right now before me. And i am just like to deal with you. When I joined the service, oops, when I joined the service a few years back, uh, I got to be a police officer. And I found out this guy that, that abused me, he was in the service. I said, I wish I could just be on his base. And I just crossed him. I'd write up everything on him. Have I forgiven the man? Not at that point. None of you ever had that thought? Oh, come on. I can see the dark cloud. So we need to forgive. Because it's going to stop block our faith. Faith will not operate without you loving. All right? Let's go to... Uh, Go back to Galatians chapter five. In Galatians chapter five. Oh boy. Oh, no wonder. It didn't sound right. I was in the wrong wrong book. Gal- Galatians chapter five. let's go to verse 6, Galatians chapter 5, verse 6, for in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which works by love. Your your faith works by love. We cannot have an unforgiving heart. Faith operates by what? Love. A reading from the Amplified, For we are not, for if we are in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision or uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith activated and energized and expressed and working through love. Some I could tell you why some of us have not, we are believing and just rejoicing and thanking God for for the things that we believe for, and we've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And it hasn't come to pass because we're not operating in love. We haven't forgiven certain people. We've allowed things to cloud our, our mind, thinking, oh, well, you know, God won't notice that. He does. He says, Forgive operate, when you begin to operate in love your faith will become much stronger and it will become vital to you. Amen. Oh, let's go back to Romans chapter 10 then. With all those amens, I know we're going to catch up here. Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10, looking at, beginning with verse Eight, but what saith thee that the, the word is nigh thee even in thy mouth and in thy heart that is the word of faith which we preach that thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart that he hath raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved faith works by love faith is in the heart amen is that what it said Word is neither even in thy mouth and in thy heart. So we need the, the confession a good fa- confession going forth. Oh, well, First Timothy, I'm going to First Timothy chapter six. What do we need to do? 1 Timothy chapter 6, looking at verse 12. Fight the good fight of faith. That's 1 Timothy 6, 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Hold on to eternal life, whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. We need to fight the good fight of faith. Why? Because the enemy is after your faith. Because he, he knows that you can accomplish much with your faith. Oh, my. So, if we'll turn to 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians this time. Oh, glory. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. The enemy's trying to wreck your faith. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not uh, ignorant of of his devices. From the Amplified, to keep Satan from getting an advantage over us, for we are not ignorant of his his wiles and his intentions. We have to know what the enemy is coming up. And one of them is, well, we looked at it, unforgiving heart. We need to have love. We need to have faith going on. We need to continue to confess good things. Amen? James chapter 4. Oh, glory. In James chapter 4, look at verse 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. For the amplified, be subject to God. Re- resist the devil. Stand firm against him, and he will flee from you. Resist the devil. He'll flee from you. We need to stand in faith. Stand fast in the Lord and keep the switch of faith turned on. Glory to God. Philippians chapter 4. In Philippians chapter 4. And we have blessings back there. Philippians chapter 4. Oh boy. Philippians 4. Look at verse 1. Philippians 4.1 Therefore, my brethren, beloved brethren, and long for my joy and crown to stand fast in the Lord, my dear beloved. Glory to God. From the Amplified, let's read it from the Amplified. Therefore, my brethren, whom I love and yearn to see, my delight and crown, wreath of victory, thus stand firm in the Lord, my beloved. Stand firm in the Lord. Stand fast in faith. let's back up a few chapters one one book and find the book of Ephesians chapter 6 Ephesians chapter 6 looking at verse 10 my brethren be strong in the Lord and the power of his might glory to God be strong in the Lord and the power of his might God gives us uh, divine provisions here. These are provided for you. Verse 11, Put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We need to resist the devil. Verse 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We need to know our enemy. Verse 13, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand the evil day, and having done all to stand. We need to be able to resist the enemy here, resist any temptation. Verse 14, Therefore, stand having your loins girded about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Know who you are in Christ Jesus. Verse 15, And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We need to have the peace of God. Faith comes in into place there. Verse 16, Above all, take the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darks of the enemy. Don't give up with faith. Keep your faith shield up. Verse 17, take, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Always speak the word. Confirm the word. Confess the word. Verse 18, praying always in all prayer and supplications in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Watch and praying. Watching and praying always will keep you Perfect faith. Okay. Let's go to John chapter fifteen. We're we're just about finished here. In John chapter fifteen. In John chapter fifteen. Glory to God. Look at verse seven. John fifteen seven. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you. You shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. One thing is needful for faith is the word. You have to have the word. Okay. Now, in the Bible, there, there were only two individuals that Jesus said had great faith. Um, great faith isn't about how much you, uh, biblical knowledge you have or how much scripture you memorize or recite. Great faith is knowing how good God is. Great faith is knowing how good God is. Uh, Both these individuals that we look at in a moment are not people of the covenant. They weren't Jews. They were Gentiles. One was a centurion, and the other woman uh, was a woman. Okay, the other person was a woman. Jesus saw both these people as... Pardon me. What Jesus saw in both of these... That they didn't come to get something for themselves. They didn't come to get something for, for themselves. They came to set others free. They came to set others free. This is what your faith is to set others free. Okay. They use their faith to help others and know the and experience God's power. And this is what great faith is all about. let turn with me to Matthew chapter fifteen. In Matthew chapter fifteen. in Matthew chapter 15. We're going to look at the the faith of the Canaanite woman, verse 21. And when Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon, and behold a woman of Canaan came, came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. But he answered her not a word. Boy, when you cry out to Jesus, don't you want him to say something or, or at least hear what you're saying? But he answered not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she cries after us. And he answered and said, I am not sent unto the lost sheep, but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered, but he, but he answered and said, It is not meet to take up the children's bread and to cast it to the dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman. Great is thy faith, be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. For her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Well, this woman had obstacles before. She went to Jesus and he was completely silent. Two, she was rejected by the disciples. Oh, tell this woman to get lost. And three, she wasn't a Jew, so she was undeserving that's why they call her a dog but faith moves god when she came to jesus she was short and to the point my daughter is needing help and you can only do it she was humble she said lord help me she was fervent this is my daughter she needs help she was desperate this is for her child she was totally rational when, she, when, when Jesus said well I only come for the, the children but she said the dogs eat off the, ta- the crumbs from the table so it, it took Jesus by surprise in that way and she worshipped and then she got He said, after she said that the dogs eat the crumbs Jesus said great is your faith and at the same hour, her, her daughter was healed. Glory to God. Okay, let's now turn to the book of Luke, chapter 7. Luke, that's Matthew. Luke, chapter 7. Luke, chapter 7, verse, uh, this is on the centurion. Um, verse 1. Now, when he had ended all his sayings in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum. And a certain centurion servant who was dear to him, was sick and ready to die. And when he heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal the servant, his servant. And when they had come to Jesus, they brought, uh, besought him instantly, saying, he that was, he is, that he was worthy for whom he should do this, for he loveth our nation and hath built us a synagogue. And Jesus went to, went with them. And when he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying unto, unto him, Lord, trouble not yourself, for I am not worthy that thou should enter my roof. Wherefore, neither thou I myself worthy of come to, unto thee, but say a word, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man set under authority, having uh, under me soldiers, and I say, to, say unto one, Go, and he goeth unto another, Come, and he cometh and to my servant do this, and he, and he doeth. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him, and turned him about, and said unto the people that followed him, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith known not in Israel. And they that weren't with him uh, returned to the house, found the servant whole, and from being sick. Faith! Will cross all barriers and appeal for help. In verses three through five, the centurion hears of Jesus. He knows something is special about Jesus, um, and he. Then we also find out he voluntarily worked for God's people. He build, you know, put, put finances. He was a man of humility. He said, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a man of this. You don't need to come to my house because they, you're to be honored, not me. And he put his trust in, 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 in the Lord, in Jesus alone. So we need to have this type of faith, to have great faith. Amen? Glory to God. Okay, in wrapping up, let's go back to Luke. Well, we're in Luke already. Let's go to chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. Uh, Let's begin with verse 1, Luke chapter 5, verse 1. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word, that's what we need to hear, hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gisernet. and he saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed for him that he would thrust out a little from the land, And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Well, that's pretty good. Borrowed somebody's boat. Okay. Verse 4. And when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night. We have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word... I will let down the net. It's actually, you should have let down nets. The Lord said, let down your nets. He so you just let down one. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fish and their net break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both ships so that they began to sink. Now that's a lot of fish. <laughs> When, when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, knee, saying, "Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord." For he was astonished at all that there were with him and the draught of fishes which they had taken. Glory to God. God wants to bless you. This year, He wants to He wants you to extend your faith. There will be times when you'll be asked to move beyond your comfort zone and launch out into the deep. The deep waters of faith. Know that God is with you. So expect a greater blessing to overtake you. In Daniel chapter 11 verse 32 it says, The people that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Knowing God, you need to know God. You need to get into his word in order to do great exploits. And it's going to take faith. That's going to take you into the word of God. Isaiah chapter 29, verse uh, 11, we've looked at it a number of times. It says, I know your thoughts that I think towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end or give you a reward. God's expecting us to move out of what he's called us to do. We need to apply our faith on these following scriptures. Apply your faith to these following scriptures. 1 John chapter 5 verse 4 to have faith or to have faith to have victory over the world. That means we need to stand and receive it. Romans eight thirty seven. says that we are more than conquerors. We need to take nothing less. We're more than conquerors. 1 John 4, 4. Year of God, little children. Our Christ should be Abba, Father. Philippians 4, 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We need to be relentless in calling on the Lord. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. We walk by faith, not by sight, in all things. 2 Corinthians 1:20, All the promises of God are... In him are yea and amen. So nothing is impossible unto us. Romans 8, 17. We are joint heirs with Christ. We are co-laborers with the Lord. That's a blessing. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. We are new creatures in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. We have fresh new anointing upon us. We need to go into all the world, preach and proclaim the good news of the gospel. All these promises are yours as you apply your faith and build your faith. And everyone said, boy, that's the most I've got. You must want to close this off today. Amen. Glory to God. All these promises are given to, to the believers. And as the believers, we need to take our authority. And to be a believer, you have to be born again. I'm just going to ask, if any, has ever, anybody not been born again here? Glory to God, I would say that we are all Born again believers. So, all these blessings that uh, you can concur, occur, can concur, will be yours in 2019. Amen. Amen. It starts today. It started at the beginning of the year. So, work with it. Amen. Glory to God. Let's all stand. Glory to God. We have two young ladies back there would you introduce yourselves uh, to the rest of the congregation? All right. Greet them in the foyer. Will you please? Father, we are praising you. We are just giving you thanks. Father God, that you've given us the measure of faith, Father God, and Father God that measure we are building upon, Father God, to do great and mighty exploits for you. We thank you, Lord. This is the year that you've called us to do great and mighty things. So, Father God, I thank you, Lord, that that the suddenly's blessings come upon us. Now, Father God, as we go our our separate ways, we thank you, Lord, that uh, we can be a blessing to those that we can come in contact with. And everyone said Amen. amen. Thank you.